Summer is just around the corner and I could not be more excited. Those warmer, sunnier days are calling, so fuel up for them with Factors No Prep, No Mess Meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to their menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors Fresh, Never Frozen Meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great tasting meals, which is so helpful for me, especially during those busy summer months. As you know, my mom and I, or at least me, are not great in the kitchen. I need to have things that are easy to cook and delicious and healthy. So Factor checks all those boxes for me. Make today the day you kickstart a healthy new routine. So what are you waiting for? With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Make your day delicious from breakfast to dessert. Stay fueled with easy, nutritious options. And treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Enjoy effortless support for your lifestyle. You can choose from six menu preferences to help you manage calories, maximize protein intake, avoid meat, or simply eat well-balanced. Factor truly has it all. So head to factormeals.com slash barbknowsbest5050 and use barbknowsbest5050 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code barbknowsbest50 at factormeals.com slash barbknowsbest50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Hello, everyone. And welcome back to Barb Knows Best, the podcast. This is Michelle Maros, your co-host, and I'm here with the ever lovely, beautiful, peaceful Barb. Hi, Hi, Mom. Yes. Hi, Michelle. Hi, everyone. Hi, Mom. How are you doing? I'm good. Actually, this is a very interesting topic we have today, so I'm doing well. You know, we've we've had a, a bit of heavy topics lately. I know we did... The heavy lifting with some grief episodes. If you haven't listened to those yet, go back and give them a listen because I think they were really helpful. But we were trying to think about what what we wanted to dive into today, and there's just so much. <laughs> and you and I, you know, we always meet before we come to record and flesh it out. 
And today's flesh it out session was <laughs> a bit spicy. We have an endless supply of topics and things that we want to share with you all. And so when we get into this, okay, what do we want to talk about today? Because we this this these this podcast and these episodes are really like sitting on the couch. You're all in our living room and we're having a great discussion. So it can get a little bit dicey when we're talking about, when we're thinking about what we're going to talk about. Well, you Because we in. have very different, we have sometimes have very different ideas of what's up for us or what yeah. we think we should talk about. So. She came in into my into my house today, guns blazing, be like, well, what about this and this and this and this? And we have to talk about this because of this and this. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> let's dial it back. I know that, it was never, a lot. <laughs> that never sits well. So I was like, you know, this is the peaceful place and you came in hot, hot, hot. And very excited. And very excited. And I love where we landed on the topic today. But the thing is, we always come together to find the thing. Yeah. And isn't that how life just works? I was going to say, isn't that the greatest uh, example of how life works? But I do want to say that, you know, if you've been listening to this podcast from the jump or follow us on social media, we do get so many comments and questions about, wow, how do I get this kind of relationship with my daughter or my mother or my family member or my friend that looks so perfect or we 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 seem to have it all figured out and I know we'll do an episode about that kind of thing because we've definitely worked at it but I do have to say (laughs) just for everyone who thinks that we are perfect we are certainly not no no and we do get heated um, our dear colleague Heather walked in a few moments after we were really in a spot. But I just say that to say that it, it, I think it happens with with everyone and it happens with us. And I think that that's normal. But just like with anything else, like with the practices that we preach, it's like, can you notice the heat and bring yourself back? And, and we bounced back pretty quickly today. <laughs> because... You know, I think because we're here and we're recording great passion, great passion. I was ready to say we cannot do this today. (laughs) Great passion can bring some um, some uh, feisty conversations. So let's I'm excited to get into it today. I was ready to quit. No, but I will never quit on you. No, I know you won't. I know you won't. I love it. And I will never quit on you. And I love the work that we do together in sharing our experiences with with uh, the world. So there we go. So what we did actually land on today, we really wanted to dive into the topic of rejection. And I had forgotten a bit, but I've written quite a bit about the topic of rejection. And it might be something that I've experienced so much of. And it's, it's such a a hot topic for me that I've kind of blocked out because when I was starting to dive into some of my thoughts and feelings and processes with rejection, it it really, all of that stuff led it back to me of just how present that's been in my life and how painful it can be. And I know that that's, that's up for so many people because it's, it's something that we all will experience. And you and I have really had some good conversations about how to process that, how to manage it, and really how to live with it without letting it take you out or overwhelm you. Because I think what's so fascinating about this topic, it's, it's, I think all of you listening can feel 
um, you can relate to this at one point or another in your lives. But rejection has such a um, a nuanced definition. I mean, it can be, you know, we didn't get the job or the promotion that we thought we were going to get or that we thought that we deserved. It can be a friendship ending. It can be um, not not living in the house that you thought you were going to live in or just it takes on so many different forms um, that I think it's really going to be interesting today on this episode to really um, tease that out and look at, you know, what, how can we identify when we're feeling those feelings of rejection? What are the feelings? And then what can we do about it? So I'm really looking forward to this conversation with you today, Michelle, because I think it will, maybe if you don't feel like you've been rejected, you might, you might find that some of the things that we're going to talk about, oh yeah, that happened to me or yeah, I've had that feeling before. Well, if you don't feel like you've been rejected, please come on. I invite you to come on this podcast podcast because I would like to know everything about you because that would be amazing. But most of us have felt this way. And, you know, the thing is, what is rejection? It's the not getting what we thought we wanted it's being turned away from something or someone. It's it's a loss. And it's painful. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's really when things aren't working out the way we expected them to do, expected them to do or hoped that they would do or wanted that. It's like really a deep want. Um that doesn't happen. And it's also us writing a story in our minds of how we think things should be and that and life not playing out how that story was written in our minds. And that's really hard to reconcile sometimes between the stories in our minds and real life. Yeah. And we always think that not getting what we wanted or not um our life not working out the way that we had planned. So we think that life is working against us or it's always a negative. It, it's really always portrayed as a negative. And so today I think we're going to present some, some ways of viewing it, how we can actually rework. For sure. Um, our thinking about rejecting rejection and being rejected and, and how can we actually train ourselves or, or you always talk about this, Michelle, how do we rework our brains to think of, what could this be teaching me or the positive and not always thinking about rejection as a negative or a bad thing that's happened to us. So for sure. So, so getting excited to to dive in. Yeah, me too. I can't wait to not feel those feelings of rejection again, but okay. So diving into it and thinking about rejection and what the feelings are underneath rejection, you know, you don't get the job that you thought you don't get your dream job and you feel like, shoot, I wasn't smart enough. I wasn't good enough. I wasn't prepared enough. I, I, I'm not enough. You get dumped or you don't get the relationship that you've been trying to cultivate. I'm not lovable. I'm not worthy of this kind of love or relationship. There's something wrong with me. You miss out on opportunities or, or you get, you miss something, you know, life is against me. Um, if I were, if only I were better, I would have gotten it. If only I had done X, Y, or Z, I would have made it happen. You know, those are, those are the things that go through my mind and have gone through my mind throughout the course of my life when things have been pushed from me or rejected or, or 
dumped. Or it could be as simple as walking into a room, um, an event or a party or even someone's house to a social gathering and sitting down and not feeling like anyone is talking to you or don't not feeling like you fit in or you're feeling really uncomfortable, um, feeling like you don't belong. Because I truly believe that all of us long to belong. The longing is one of our deepest... Um, one of the deepest roots that we have inside of us that we want to feel like we belong and that we fit in. And so we're always trying to fit in. And so if we, we're not feeling like it's working for us in that particular moment at, a, at an event or at a table, at a party or whatever it is, um, that feeling of rejection, exactly what you said, Michelle, gives always would give me the feeling like, well, I'm not enough. I'm not smart enough. I can't even contribute to this conversation. Or, you know, we go down this whole negativity story in our minds, um, painting this picture that, oh, I shouldn't even have accepted the invitation to this dinner to begin with. Yeah. It's a trigger. That's, that's how you called it. You said Mm -hmm. rejection is a trigger when we were talking earlier and it's painful because all of the things that we try so hard to rework our brains, like you said, to believe not to be true, like that we're not worthy enough, that we're not smart enough, that we're not lovable enough. Rejection triggers that. And it makes us reinforce that 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 could be true. Here's another reason why I'm not enough. Or here's another reason why I'll never be loved. And that's really, really painful. And I know for me, and I've talked about this a lot in therapy, the way my brain works is I'm always looking for the data to back up these beliefs about myself. And so I collect it, you know, that person did this or this thing, you know, I was rejected from this or they said no to me in this and see, see, I knew it. I knew that about myself, that I I couldn't have that or do that or be that or experience that. And so I, that's why I love that you said to rework the brain because like we've talked about the brain with the neural pathways and the grooves of the patterns and the thought patterns that's a thought pattern for me. And I think that's a thought pattern for a lot of us where we get that feedback or that no or that door close. And we said, yep, I knew it. I knew that that was going to happen. And this is why. And so I think today I would love to open up to a different dialogue of instead of that, yep, that sounds about right. Because of course, what could it be different? I love that. And so I, I think it's important to name what is the trigger, you know, that rejection, rejection is a trigger. And so walking into a room and not feeling like you're going to fit in, not feeling like you're going to belong. Those are all triggers. And what is it triggering inside of us? I can speak for myself personally. It triggers fear. It triggers the fear of all the things that you just said, Michelle, I'm not enough. I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough. I'm not pretty enough. I wore the wrong dress. They're not going to like me. I'm not going to get said the wrong thing. I said the wrong thing. I'm I not acted get, the wrong way. I'm not going to get that promotion now because, oh my gosh, that person looked at me with a look that didn't feel like, like he or she was going to accept me. So we go down that path of everything is wrong. I'm doing everything wrong because I'm not enough. And so we paint this whole story and, and unfortunately what happens is it takes us down, uh, it takes all of our energy, obviously, and all of our ability to be able to function at our highest and our best possible potential. But it also takes us into a place that's not true. 
we're writing so mm-hmm. many negative stories. And that's why I like to think about rewiring that and reworking our brains to not think of rejection as something negative. And this is something that you've been writing about for years. And I love it. You even use this title for your work. You know, it's not rejection, it's redirection. Mm-hmm. So how can we actually, when we walk into a space or we don't get that promotion, how can we actually, yes, feel the feelings of sadness or, um, you know, that I, 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 unhappiness, really unhappiness while, or, or even sometimes that, well, this isn't disappointment. fair, disappointment, this isn't fair. I deserve that or entitlement, feel all those feelings deeply, but then trying to come out the other side, um, thinking about it as, okay, what is this redirecting me to? And what's helped me the most with that? What has helped me the most with that? Um, is Pema Chodron, who is a Buddhist, uh, nun, um, And she wrote the most amazing book, When Things Fall Apart. I read this book um, many, many, almost 30 years ago, many, many years ago. Um, And she says, nothing ever goes away until it teaches us what we need to know. And so I love that so much because then I, now I have always looked at things. And of course I feel the the gamut of feelings of feeling rejected. As I said, the sadness, the the, uh, disappointment and all of the things. But then I say, okay, Barb, what, what could this possibly be teaching me? What is it that I haven't learned? Or is this a familiar rejection? Mm-hmm. Because there's many times that it, it seems like, wow, I've been through this before. How come I'm going through this again? Right. Why has this happened to me again? So I would advise, and what I've tried to do myself is to stay open to learning. You know, what is it that I need to learn in this moment from this feeling of rejection and, and, um, uh, me not getting what it is that I wanted instead of saying that I'm not worthy. I'm not enough. I'm not good enough. Um, they don't like me. Yeah. And that's part of, part of this whole conversation about it is that it's so easy for us to fall into the thought patterns and the, the mental loops of they don't like me. I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough. All of those things and to perpetuate those those thought patterns. And what if we started to look at rejection differently? You know, what if we looked at rejection not as being pushed away from the things that we really wanted, but redirected to the things that are most aligned for us? And that we really need. And that we really need. You know that Rolling, Rolling yeah. Stone song, you can't always get what you want. But if you try sometimes, you just might find you get what you need. Um, oh, love it. Oof, I'm not a singer. Um, but it's true because, and we've talked about this in other episodes, our lives are all so unique and and special to us. And our timelines are unique and special to us. And sometimes we think that we want this thing because it looks like what everybody else has or want to achieve this because everybody else did. And our life doesn't always unfold in the way that we think that it should, but it, it does unfold in a way that's special and unique to us. So the first reframe for this for me is to remember that it's not rejection, it's redirection. You know, And, and if I think back to so many instances in my life with relationships, thinking, oh my God. I need this relationship. This has to be it. This has to be the one. 
I have to figure do anything at all costs to keep it and to maintain it and thinking that like that was the be all end all. (laughs) And then, you know, breaking up or ending it and thinking that this was the end of it all. No, I was being redirected to my whole rest of my life. And that works for so many instances in my life. And it's really, really powerful. It's not about what you've lost. Of course, grieve the loss. You know, we just did two episodes about grief. So grieve whatever it is, the dream job or the opportunity or the expectation. But remember that if one door is closing on you, another one is going to open. And if I'm being pushed away from one thing, I'm being guided towards something else. It's not like life is just going to stop, (laughs) going to stop you in your tracks and squash you. And so to say, if you feel that you're being squashed and stuck, it's just a space of stillness for you to connect to, to get clear on what comes next. But I don't believe that we're ever being punished in that sense of, of you can't have what you want or you can't achieve what you want to achieve. You're just being guided somewhere else. That's why I love that Rolling Stones song, that you, that it, that, um, you can't always get what you want. But if you try, sometimes you get what you need. And I love that. If you try, just keep on taking that one step forward. Um, and I think it, it's when you, when you think about the, the words of this song and you think about that being an affirmation, mm-hmm. right? Confirming. It is an affirmation. Yeah. You think about it as an affirmation confirming that what I might want in this moment might not be what I need for my own growth and success and happiness right now. So I know you've talked about this a lot and we've, we've really gone round and round about this because it really is actually like a, a it's also like a, a prayer or an affirmation for sure for support and trust, mm-hmm. like really trusting the timing of life and really believing in that this is not the end. This is actually that open door that we wish would stay open um, is actually closing so that something more amazing or more aligned, as you just said, or more um, in like in the excitement of what it is that we're trying to create for our lives um, right around the corner. It's trying to take us to that new place. And I remember you and I having this conversation a long time ago. Um, when I was when I was in middle school, we moved <laughs> from my most favorite place. I was in middle school, and I'd spent you know six years prior kindergarten through. Um, sixth grade or seventh grade, and we moved when I was just going into seventh or eighth grade. I can't quite remember which. And I remember I was devastated. And for years after that, I thought to myself, my life would be, even though I was successful and happy, you know, even though I was successful in doing all the things, I used to think to myself in my, in the stillness. Sometimes I would say, my life would be so much better right now had we not moved from that town in Illinois. Mm. And then so when my mom died, my dad wanted to take a trip you know, back on memory lane and all of that. So we went to the town in Illinois and oh my gosh, it was like a lightning bolt had hit me. I was so um, in such awe of the divine timing of life. I kept saying to myself, oh my gosh, thank you that I am not still here. Nothing wrong with that town, but something inside of me said, 
this was not the place for you forever, Barb. This was a place for you for that moment in time. And had I lived there forever or whatever, had I, because I thought it was forever, but life had moved my family in a different direction, my parents in a different direction. And I thought, wow, I don't see myself fitting and, and belonging in this town. It just didn't seem like it could be right for me. And it was such a, it was well, such you a wouldn't great. you had me. Right. Hello. <laughs> Probably not. Exactly. So it was such <laughs> a, it's, and life I think presents us with these opportunities and these aha moments and these awakenings to awaken within us to think that I was still in my thirties and forties, maybe thinking that, wow, my life would be so much better if I was still living in that town. It was just such a great moment. And I was really, really grateful that I was aware in that moment. And it really ended that whole situation for me that, you know, when life takes us down a different path, like I love the, um, the road less traveled, that whole poem and, you know, mm-hmm. taking, taking the road less traveled when there's, you know, a fork in the road, are we going to take the fork in the road that's less traveled, that's maybe trampled with some leaves or that's a little bit obscure and we're not really quite sure where that road leads. So we've got to have a lot of trust and a lot of faith that it will lead us to where it is we're meant to go for our greatest um, uh, success and happiness in the life that we're trying to live. So um, it is really it is interesting important. to have that 2020 vision of looking back on life and seeing and feeling the gratitude for the things that we didn't get that we wanted. Yeah. And I think that's an important practice too, to, to look back and say, okay, look how badly I wanted this thing that I didn't get. And I agonized over, but how grateful are you now that that life presented something different? Incredible. Because whenever rejection comes to mind now, I always think about that. I think about the idea that well, that was like taken away from me, kind of, so to speak. And now I think, no, it wasn't. It was mm-hmm. really leading me to the life of my dreams or leading me to the place that I needed to be. And so when I think of that, I always try to remember that I spent a lot of time dwelling in the in the no or dwelling in that 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 town or that life that I thought that I was the supposed to be living. The longing have been. for what could have been. And I think now, like, oh, my gosh, my energy is so well spent in all the yeses of the doors that are opening that I'm not even aware of that are yeah. just around the corner in that path with the trees kind of obscuring the light. Uh, you paint a very beautiful picture. Well, you know, I love the woods. She does. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. An interesting thing that some of my friends and I would often say um, as a reframe or an affirmation for rejection is it's always this or something better. Mm. 
And that to me is the best way to open up to, okay, not this town, not this job, not this relationship. It wasn't for me. But how amazing because the better thing, the more aligned thing, the better fit is, like you said, around the corner. And to have that positivity and hope of what comes next after a rejection or an ending rather than the the despair and the sadness of all of those feelings that we've talked about at the beginning of the episode. And I, I just love to repeat it in my mind. Mm-hmm. Even if it's something that I'm trying to cultivate and I haven't even been rejected from, it's this or something better. Because it's just, to me, a powerful tool of creation. I love this, Michelle, because what it's bringing up for me is to try to really, I I try, I, I really work hard at being curious. I want to be curious. And I think because curiosity for me leads to creativity. If I can mm-hmm. be curious about what's around the corner, what's beyond the, the trees and the, and the path that I can't quite see, if I can be curious, then I can start to create and I can actually start to really get into that alignment of what's going to, what's going to light me up inside or what's going to bring me joy and what is going to make me um, feel like I'm fully alive and embodying what it is that I came here to do. So that whole thing of, of really feeling like I'm open and receptive and, and curious when something is taken away from me or when, when something hasn't worked out the way that I want it to. And especially in relationships, I think that really is the place where we almost always feel mm-hmm. truly work and jobs, yeah. of course, but also in relationships, you were talking about your relationship and yeah, how easy it is in hindsight and looking back on things. Um, and I think really then as you look back on your relationship or as you look back on something like helping you all see that, yes, this happens and you feel rejected and, and fearful and all of the things. So then trying to then as you move through it, because we always, always, almost always move through it in some way or another, and then kind of taking a little look back and trusting that, wow, I am enough. I am worthy. I am um, open and receptive and curious for what's next. And that I didn't, I don't really want something that's not for me. And that is the biggest thing. I don't really want something and I don't really want someone, you know, who's not for me or who doesn't, you know, choose people who choose you and trusting and saving the energy for that person or that job or that open door that, that really is for me and that I don't have to try to fit in or put myself in a position where I don't have, I can't be my authentic self because, oh, what are they yeah. going to think or what's going to happen? I can actually be comfortable in my own skin, living my life fully um, is really a powerful way to look at something that we didn't get or feeling that feeling, those feelings of rejection. Exactly. And what's interesting about that too, is that we think that Oh, I want to say something. I'm sorry. I'm Go sorry. Ahead. No, because it just hit Go me. Go ahead, because I just had a lot of thoughts come into my mind I know, and I was trying to sort through Because there's so, so much. It. This is so layered. It just hit me. Without rejection or without the loss of something that we thought we were going to have or that we thought was going to be the perfect place for us to be, without that, 
we could be stuck in a miserable situation or we could be stuck in our lives. And then how often do we say to ourselves, I'm really stuck here. I'm really stuck here. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's because we've tried to fit ourselves. Well, if, if that did happen to me. If we're a square, a if we're a square person or if we're in a round hole, that whole idea of trying to make ourselves fit in somewhere where we actually don't fit, where we really don't want to be, but we're making ourselves be there. So well, I did experience that. And ultimately mm-hmm. I was pushed out of it, which was yeah. painful, but I had to be. Yeah. But what I was going to say too, is what's interesting about rejection. And I think some of the feelings that come up with that is sometimes a lot of envy or comparison of I didn't get it, but this person got it. When you think about jobs or opportunities or competition in a field um, and really that lack mentality of like, there's only one perfect thing and I didn't get it and this person got it and there must be better than me. But remembering again, that we're all on this unique path of life and there's enough for everyone. There's space for everyone. And just because someone got their dream job or a job that you thought was your dream job or a dream gig or, you know, podcast or speaking, you know, anything doesn't mean that you can't also have it too. So releasing that need to feel envious or um, competitive or comparative with other people too, when maybe you didn't get the thing that you wanted, but somebody else did and you're watching someone else experience that while you're in that feeling of rejection, I think is an interesting thing to look into as well. I agree. Cause, Cause it's lack. You think, Oh, there's only one, yeah, one person, one place, one opportunity. And look how massive and expansive life is, how limiting we are for ourselves when we think that we have to fit into this one particular thing or place or person. No, there's, there's always this or something better. Right. And there's always an, there is enough. I think I love the, the word lack because there, instead of coming from a place that there's only one or there's only a, you know, there's only, there's only a finite supply or whatever it is, uh, you know, there's, there's enough. I think Mahatma Gandhi said there's enough for everyone's need, but there might not be enough for everyone's greed, but there's enough for everyone's need. And I think it's really important to remember that um, every, every hero or every, person that I've admired most in my life and the people that I look up to, you know, many of you may have heard me talk about this before, um, you know, Mahatma Gandhi, Martin Luther King Jr., Nelson Mandela, um, Thomas Merton, Dalai Lama, just all those, all those people that I've looked at and all of them, you know, the, the great masters or the teachers or the saints or the mystics of the world, um, all those people, they have all been rejected. They have worked hard. Their lives were not easy. They had all of the same feelings and all the same things that we're going through in our own daily lives and understanding um, that that's life. Like we it are, is we're life. always going to be turned away or we're always going to have the door slammed in our face. Um, and so I think it's really important to remember that, that we are not unique and life is not really hard for us and it's really easy for everyone else if we get into that comparison like you said or that envy game like we don't know what other people are going through so understanding that everyone we are human beings and all of mankind goes through this and probably the people that care the most and are more passionate and really really energetic and all of that sometimes can feel like it's happening more often but it's happening for all of us and I think it's really important to understand that I know Marilyn Monroe says um, sometimes I feel like my whole life has been one big rejection. 
Hmm. And, you know, if you didn't know her story, you'd think, wow, she made it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, obviously it, it, it didn't end well. It ended in a tragedy. But we still look at we look at people and put them up on a pedestal and say, wow, their lives are so perfect or wow, they made it. When actually it's that's not the case. There's been a lot of hurt and suffering and sadness that goes along sometimes with making it. So for sure. I, and I also wanted to say something else that I think <laughs> I know. This is it's just really such a powerful topic. Um It's so funny because when we first started talking about this today, she's like, Oh, I don't know if if I'm up if I it. have a lot to say about rejection today. And look at her go. I know I have a lot to say because <laughs> one of the things too that comes up for me all the time about this is is you know one of my passions in life is to be free is to feel free. Yeah. Uh, I want to feel free. And so freedom has always been a big deal for me. Maybe that's why I'm drawn to all the teachers that advocate freedom and are trying to fr- to free humanity. So um, I always look at it as is rejection for me has been easier to handle um, because it gives me the freedom to reject things too. Hmm. It gives me the freedom to walk away from people too. It gives me the freedom to walk away from jobs or to walk away from things that are, um, you know, I can be involved in a project for two years. Um, and all of a sudden I feel like, you know, I just don't want to do this anymore. Mm-hmm. And it may disappoint the people, but I'm thinking I, I, it is not, it is not for me anymore. This has run its course. So I think it's really important maybe to open your, open your minds and open your hearts to that possibility that, if you can learn to go through the feelings of rejection when it happens to you, but then kind of coming out the other side feeling like, wow, this is another layer of freedom for me because I reject things too all the time. Yeah. Well, it's that piece that you said that you can never say no or that you have to be, if I'm perfect enough, then I'll never be rejected or things will never end or I'll never have the door closed and that's just not how life works. Things end, people change, people have different tastes and preferences and desires and relationship. And I love that quote from Dita Von Teese. And she says, you can be the ripest, juiciest peach in the world. And there's still going to be somebody who hates peaches. I love that like, so much. And you're the perfect peach. But there's going to be someone that wouldn't want that peach. And that to me is the epitome of why rejection is okay because that says nothing about the validity and the the makeup of that perfect peach. It just wasn't that person's taste. And what I love about that, Michelle, is that I could be in the perfect job. And that's job. okay. Yes, I could be in the perfect job right now. I could be doing the perfect project right now. And then after a few years, I, I'm done. It doesn't seem so perfect anymore because I think we have to really understand that things, things we have shelf life. <laughs> things have a shelf life, and so we have shelf lives, and so there we change and we morph, just like you said, and our interests change, and that's what's so beautiful about the word curiosity. We can start to be creative. So as we're in a position or in a job or in a project or in a relationship, it has to always be fluid because we are fluid human beings, and so. I love that idea that what could be feeling perfect and, oh, my gosh, I've landed where I'm going to land for the rest of my life is more than likely not true because we are always moving human beings. And what, what felt that way in one, uh, in one day, the next day might not feel that way. So it may be time to move on and look for that next fork in the road and that different path that we're meant to be taking or that different door that's opened. 
And it also helps us to remind to remind ourselves not to take rejection personally, especially when it comes from people, even though that's so hard. Mm-hmm. And we've talked about this in other episodes, but not taking things personally. But remember the juicy peach, you know, someone could just maybe not like peaches and that's not doesn't have anything to do with who you are and your worth and your and your purpose or, or meaning in this world. You know, don't Don Miguel Ruiz says nothing anyone paraphrasing, nothing anyone ever does is because of you. Don't take things personally. So if you're rejected by someone or something, don't internalize it as something that's wrong with you, but just know that it wasn't for you again. You were being redirected. And we're always writing stories, as you talked about the grooves in the brain. So we're always writing stories about things, you know, wow, I don't have this now. Now, you know, oh, this is going to be terrible. I'm not going to be able to get back up and, you know, nothing is going to be going my way or whatever it is that we're, so we're always writing stories. So what if being rejected or what if that feeling of it not working out the way that we had hoped that it would work out simply means that you're being redirected to something better? And how much better does it make you feel to think this way? We actually, that's the thing. We can't control anything that happens out there in the outside world. So we talk about that a lot and we just, we kind of know that, but we forget it from time to time as, as, as human beings, we can't control anything out there. We don't know what's going to happen in the next moment, but we can control our attitude and our actions and our reaction or whatever that is to what is going on. So what if we wrote a beautiful story? What if we thought of it as, okay, I wonder what's going to happen next now. Wow, there must be something really phenomenal for me coming around the corner. And and as you said, this is not easy, but we can train ourselves to think this way. We can actually rewire the brain to think this way. And also cultivate that resiliency for when it happens to us because it will. Yeah. It doesn't take us out. We feel the feelings and then we get ourselves back up. Put on your big girl pants. Yeah. (laughs) that joke. That joke from before. And um and get back up or get back out there and not let it take you out and cultivate that sense of resiliency. And this doesn't mean we are not at all saying to spiritually bypass the feelings of rejection, the feelings of loss, the feelings of insecurity, the feelings of pain and sorrow and sadness. We are not at all saying to just bypass all that and be this this person that nothing, like your Teflon, nothing ever affects you. Mm-hmm. We're saying to feel it deeply and allow yourself the, the, the right to feel your feelings and what's happening for you in the moment. And then once you've let the feelings move through you, once you start to feel the feeling start to dissipate and, okay, now what? Whenever you say to yourself, now what? Then it can be the time to, okay, let me be open and receptive and curious for now what? wow, maybe life is moving me in this direction of this open door that I kind of always wanted, but I never gave myself permission enough to think about it more. Because chances are, once we move through it, we start to become more open from the inside out to other possibilities that we've kind of pushed down and we never really entertained because for whatever reason, uh, we didn't. Right. Well, and it's that it the the trajectory of it is, you know, the sadness of of the loss, feeling of the feelings, and then that optimism of or hope of now what 
And then down the road, thank goodness. There's a fabulous poster that was up in one of my therapist's office. I love this so much. So if you all could kind of get this visual. So there's a little chicken who's just hatched out of an egg. And the caption underneath is, now what? (laughs) And so the now what is go be a chicken. Wow. Like, go be. I mean, I I will never forget this. I'm sure you're probably the so, only person that looked at that poster and took such a deep, <laughs> profound message from it. Because I'm just like, oh, cute, a little chicken. Go be a chicken. So maybe that could be the affirmation for you when when you're facing, you know, just just the, the, the debilitating, you know, sadness or loss or fear of rejection. Um, maybe think of this little chicken hatching out of an egg. And he, and he asked the question, once he comes out into the world, now what? Okay, now I'm going to go be me. I'm going to go be the, the next true authentic version of me that life is asking me to be or that the door is going to open where I could actually show, um, I could actually show the world my capabilities and what I, what I came here to do and who I came here to be. I know I get really deep in all these things, but I just love that visual and I hope it, well, I hope it can know- be helpful. You can be the chicken and I could be the the world is your oyster. Yes. You always say that, mom, the world is your oyster. Which I don't even thinking about that, understand what that means. But I don't either, but people use it a lot, but <laughs> it sounds good. But it just I think, you know, life is is vast and yeah. and big and there's so much out there available to us that our minds can't even aren't even creative enough to comprehend or imagine. And we get so caught up in our own limited ability to imagine. And we think that it has to be our way or the highway. And we write the stories thinking that we we know best. And I think that's what we're trying to say here in this. When you're feeling rejected or you're feeling a loss, dare to imagine. I'll put that on a poster. You know, I'm sure there is one somewhere. Dare, dare to imagine what's next, and and really think of yourself. And knowing that we never know life's full story, we only know our tiny version of of the life of our lives. But we don't know the stories of everything else around us of why things are unfolding yeah. the way that they are, or why they had to be the way that they are. And so, starting and this is hard starting to cultivate that feeling of trust that, okay, so this wasn't it for me. And maybe, likely, that's the best thing possible. And I don't know why, and I might not ever know why, but thank goodness that the things that are for me will always find me. They'll never pass me by. And the things that aren't for me, I'm glad have left me. Yeah. Because like you said, I don't want things that don't want me. I don't want to be in circumstances where I'm not wanted or that it's not a fit or that it's not aligned. But I do believe, and this is an affirmation that I work often because it's not always easy to maintain that belief when things get hard or when 
things don't seem like they're coming to fruition in the time that you think that they should. But I do believe that because my life is my unique life and my unique circumstances, the things that are meant for, meant for me won't pass me, won't miss me. I just have to keep showing up for life every single day with that curious optimism and that hopeful heart of the little chicken and now what? And being open, knowing that when I keep taking the aligned steps for me and my life, I'm going to be presented with those aligned things and those aligned people that I'm, you know, the roomy quote, what you seek is seeking you. Right. And um, I have to keep believing that. And And that's the, sorry, but that's the reframe too of going back to the beginning of this episode of when you're rejected and saying, oh, of course that would happen. No, keeping that, that mantra or that affirmation of no, what I seek is seeking me and it's, it's always coming to me. What's for me won't miss me. Even if that feels really, really hard to believe all the time, which it, it will. Of course it will. We're human beings. But I'm building up that, that groove in resilience. my brain. And that resilience. And that resilience rather back. than that other one. Yeah. And the more I can do that rather than fall into that other pattern, the better I feel. And, you know, it builds because the more optimistic I feel, the more hopeful I feel, the more motivated I feel. And to me, that is resiliency. Mm-hmm. And it, all, that's be, all that's being asked of us in these moments when we're feeling like something didn't work out the way that we had hoped or, or, or reject, feeling rejected is just to take, once we're done with the feelings of, of the rejection um, or the fear, is just to take one step, one small step. And so we don't have to think about the whole path. We don't have to think about, have it all mapped out and what we're going to do before we actually take a step. All that's being asked is you are worthy and you are enough and just take that one step. And trust that the next step will be shown. We don't, the, the, I think it's a Martin Luther King Jr. quote. We don't have to see the whole mm-hmm. staircase. We only have to take that first step. And For so sure. I love that because we won't see the whole staircase in most Well, and it's situations. oftentimes when we think we have to see the, the whole staircase, we get stuck. We get because stuck. Because we'll never yeah. know no. the whole trajectory of right. our lives. Because we're not, we, and we can't, the fear of taking the step and it not getting to where we want to go. So just... You know, I know the fear could be real and it could be debilitating sometimes, but just trusting that you can take that one step. So we can always take that tiny yeah, little chicken one step, little baby step, break out of that shell, and <laughs> that, now what? <laughs> I really, I'm gonna get, really I'm gonna get that, that for you. Get that. I'm gonna find it somewhere. Good. So, in just thinking about looking at rejection in a, in a new light, as per usual, with this delightful pod we you have do, some you do a good job of, of a little um, list giving us the love a list the list so we wanted to just kind of go through this is really my process with rejection and we went through it and, and you resonated with it as well um it's always we're always sharing our experiences always. for sure this is you're hearing our Again, experiences take what works yeah you know for you but if you're going through a rejection or feeling shut out or pushed back or not enough, this is kind of how I like to go through it. 
to get to the other side. <gasps> Why did the chicken cross the road? Trying to get to the other side. See? Wow. Yep. Yep. That little chicken. Go be wow. a chicken. There we go. It's done. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, you know, first things first, when going through these kinds of things, get in touch with your emotions, feel your feelings. You have to feel your feelings regardless of what's going on, because if you don't and push them down and push them down and push them down, they come out sideways, they come out, they come out swinging. And that's oftentimes worse than feeling the original feeling. And I just want to say that oftentimes it's fear underneath it all. So just really get, get honest with yourself and go clear on what, what you're afraid of. And ask yourself important questions about the situation. Why did I want this thing? What was it that I was hoping to have or achieve or feel? Get clear about your desires so that you can get to the bottom of your feelings and understand why your mind is telling you that you needed this and what you can do to know that you can still have those desires and it doesn't have to be that particular thing. You know, our minds love to tell us, again, to keep us off track. So get in touch with your feelings, get in touch with your core desires, your values, your wants, and just connect with yourself. That's always the first thing. Connect in some way, have that awareness, have that knowledge, collect that data so that you can know really where, where you're trying to go. Anything to add? You look at pensive about it. No, no, no. I think it's right on. (laughs) Great. I think as we, we help people walk through this whole um, path of of how to rewire the brains mm-hmm. um, about the word rejection, yeah, um, I think is really important. So next, really try not to beat yourself up. Cultivate that self-compassion. It's so easy to have the door slammed in our face and say, of course, like we've talked about, I knew I wasn't good enough. I knew I suck. But life is filled with highs and lows. And we are going to be rejected. We're going to be denied. But it does not dictate your self-worth. It doesn't define you. Rejections don't define you. It just simply wasn't meant for you. Nothing or no one has the power to define who you are but you. Yeah. So, so really, if you're in a, a time where you're recovering from rejection, really be gentle with yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there, I don't know of a time when it's ever helpful to beat up on yourself, but Never. why double down in a, in a tough time? Mm-hmm. You know, we did an episode, Be Your Own Best Friend. And in these moments, these low moments, it's crucial that you show up for yourself like you would someone you really care about. That's not... You. Well, because would you beat up a friend? Would you beat up a family member? Would you beat up someone who was truly suffering or feeling? No, if you, you know, if, if you came to me and said, oh, Michelle, I didn't get this thing. What would I say to you? Yeah, it's OK. Something else is coming for you. Like start to treat yourself like you would like have a you lot would. of com- you would have a lot of compassion, you would have a lot me. of compassion. So then next is to try to start to see the situation from all perspectives Again, it's, you know, our minds like to write a specific story of how we think it should be. And even if in our minds it was perfect, there might still be some other avenues where it really wasn't the thing. And 
letting go of your tunnel vision and being open to other perspectives and other viewpoints and other possibilities can help you tap into that bigger picture of life, can help you to feel like this is not the end of my life because I didn't get this thing or this relationship ended or someone else got the promotion instead of me. You know, there's a bigger picture than what's happening right now in this little microcosm of your life. So just be open to other, and that's, again, all of these are hard. They're not second nature. They're not easy. It's always a practice. But if I can try and say or see to myself a different perspective when I'm stuck in my own tunnel vision, it just lifts me a little bit. And I like to, I've been over the past, I don't know, probably the past decade maybe, I've tried to look at my life as a book. And so when something ends or I feel that I've been rejected, I look at that as, okay, that's the end of this chapter Mm -hmm. and the beginning of another chapter. And the end of the book doesn't happen until the end of my life. So I always have the opportunity and the possibilities of what's next. And I always can use my curiosity and my creativity and my resources. Um, And some of my resources have been talking to dear friends or you know, reaching out to other people that may have experienced similar things or whatever it is, um, always being able to build that resilience that you were talking about mm-hmm. earlier. So it's it's like this is not the this is the end of one chapter for sure, and I can grieve the loss of that chapter or that whatever that was that happened with the person or the the job or whatever it was. But then I always can have the openness to okay, now what's next in the new chapter, and I get to decide. Mm-hmm. I'm the boss of my own life, yep, and I get to decide what this next chapter is going to look like. So it's, it can be exhilarating sometimes. It is once you've moved through all of the other pain of the of the uh, of the past. Yeah, and then of course next is letting go of control. Yeah, how does that go for you, mom? <laughs> I do tend to be a controlling person, that's for sure. But I think when we want um, something so badly yeah. and think we know best, yeah, Barb. Yes. That was best. Yeah, it is. It's all- <laughs> we we just think, oh, if I just try one more time or if I push a little bit harder, or if I get one more conversation in, then I'll get it. And there's a there's a beautiful balance in putting in the work and showing up for life and then also relinquishing control. And it's a sweet spot because, you know, we do have to show up, but we can't manipulate life into working in the way that we think that it should. No, and I think it's true. I think whenever we're passionate, I do think that a sense of control comes along with it because <laughs> I look at, I'm really passionate. I am an activist. I look at, you know, I'm, I'm really passionate about equality for all and all of the things like there's enough for everyone and let's all really just find a way to live in harmony and peace and justice for all. I really believe that. And so when it doesn't happen or I feel like a door has been closed in some of the work that I've done, I feel like wow, it didn't. I didn't. I didn't get the result that I was looking for. Um, it's heartbreaking, but then I think, okay, now I need to wake up tomorrow now and let's do the different thing that's being shown for me to do the different thing to try to get the result mm-hmm. that I think. Because we don't always know what it's going to take to get to the end to achieve the result that we're looking for. So it's a. It, it's not. I think I like to think about life. It's not one long path. It really is a path of a lot of twists and turns and and a lot of surprises along the way. And so just being able to weather the storm of the surprises and the rejections is key. 
Of course. And then, of course, having that trust, that's what meant, what's meant for you will find you. Um, if you're rejected or denied, remember somewhere inside yourself that there's something even better that maybe you can't even imagine. And how exciting is that? What is meant for you will find you. Next is to act as if. And this is a real great manifestation tool. If there's something that you're really searching for in life, act as if you already have it. Um, And that really, it's a resiliency tool. It's a confidence tool. We talked about that. But, you know, you want it. It's like you be it to see it. And know that you're worthy of it. And know that you're worthy of it. And it's really just showing that that you can do it. You're capable. You don't need these external things to show you who you are or what you can have. You can start to do it now. Next, you've hinted at this, but you know, having a trusted support system who can help you lift your spirits, having people that you can talk to, um, that can help you stay positive, can remind you of life's possibilities, and can really lift you when you're down is always a go-to. And then lastly, just having that grounded, confident relationship with yourself, trusting in yourself, knowing that you're here for a reason, you're important, you matter, your timeline matters, and it's unique. And so having confidence and knowing to have keep your head held high and really revel in the limitless possibilities of life. Because you never know what's going to happen tomorrow or what's around the corner. Actually, there's a fun song from the um, West Side Story. Um, ooh, I I listen to it when I need to amp myself up. But the the line is, something's coming, something's good, if I can wait. Um, go listen to it. And it's just, it's so good because it's like, you never know what's around the corner. And it could be everything that you've you've hoped for. But you got to be open and receptive to it. I, I love what you just said. I love how you wrapped it up. And I'll just end with this quote that I, I wrote out when I was uh, eight years old and put it up on my bedroom wall. And I wrote, faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. You put that mm-hmm. at eight? Eight years old. Wow. So I want to just say that I have faith, have faith that even though you can't see it, um, I think it's why I like the woods. I think I, why I use the metaphor of the woods, even though you can't see it, it's there. It's there for all of us. Yeah. And just remembering that life is working for us, not against us. I know that's hard to swallow sometimes, but trusting in your timeline, basically. Thank you, Michelle. Thank you, Mom. We did it. We did it. I love you. (laughs) I love you. And thank you, everyone, for listening to this this episode and for being with us and being a part of this journey. It's been so fun being with you every single week, and we're really enjoying sharing these conversations with you all, and we're so grateful to everyone who's been listening. If you haven't yet, make sure that you are subscribed and, and liking the podcast so that you can get updates to new episodes. If you're feeling generous, we'd love a five-star rating and a nice comment about the show. 
That really helps us and means so, so much to us. Also, please be sure that you're following us on social media at Peaceful Barb, at Michelle Maros, and at Barb Knows Best Pod. That's the best way to stay in touch with us, to send us messages, and even give us some suggestions on topics that you would like to hear us talk about. And thank you so much to everyone again for listening. We'll see you all next week because as we know, Barb knows best. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.